Negative trim set, check your heading north, light heading at 074. Check your altimeter set, 2946, corrected center point elevation, 0 feet. Check your barrel and zero, check your SS 1230, 3034. Check your field, check your speed up, lights out. Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Bob, Mo, updated we have done, two soldiers at five. We on the airfield and airspace, you are clear for takeoff. Have a good one. Thanks, Mo, clear for takeoff. Check your parker brake off, check your trim set, check your nozzle steering on, maneuver, damn it, half square face, left turn out. Let's run them up, both brakes now. Renegade Aviator, I got a special guest with me today, and the reason why I'm doing this, I have Scott McDonald with me today. Scott, welcome to the Renegade Aviator radio program. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. I've known you through uh, Sky Combat Ace and the other stuff that you've been doing, but I think what would be really interesting for our fans and our listeners would be kind of what's the process? How does somebody become an air show pilot? It's not an anointing of the queen or the king, but there is an actual step-by-step process that you go through. But before we get into those steps, maybe give us all a little bit of an insight as who is Scott McDonald? What makes you tick? What's your story? Yes, I grew up in Michigan, had some family friends, Alan Mike Schiffer, and they were crop dusters, and I would work for them as kids, but I never really saw an opportunity to become a pilot. I didn't realize how many different corners of aviation there were and how many different uh, pilot jobs there actually were. So it took me a couple of years to kind of find my calling, but finally got started in uh, aviation. And, uh, you know, this is about uh, 10, 11 years ago now, and um, became a flight instructor, worked for a long time in Michigan, and then uh, started off aerobatics with Greg Koontz. And uh, he's a big air show performer out of uh, Alabama and went down and did a course with him. And he's got a great little uh, strip and training facility down there. So he taught me aerobatics and I just absolutely fell in love. And uh, from then on, that was my focus. You know, I told Greg, and he's a good friend now, I said, you're living a life down here. You get to train tailwheel students and fly air shows and, you know, just uh, get people into aviation. I'm going to try my best to kind of copy what you're doing. And uh, he said, you know what, that sounds great. So my wife, uh, Shannon, and I, uh, we purchased a super decathlon, and uh, we started uh, teaching people how to fly a tailwheel and doing unusual attitude training because a lot of pilots, you know, don't have that type of training. If they get into an interesting situation, they, like, train them so they instinctively recover in the correct way. From there, I started teaching aerobatics and uh, just, you know, building my instructing abilities. Then uh, about three and a half years ago, I moved out to Las Vegas, started working with a company called Sky Combat Ace. We give uh, aerobatic instruction, aerobatic training, and uh, aerobatic rides to civilians. And uh, you can kind of do anything you want there. So that's kind of what got me to this point. And uh, I had been to ICAST, which is the International Council of Air Shows. They have a convention every year in Las Vegas. And uh, it's where all the air show performers come together. It's like a family gathering. There's this pretty small group. 
everybody gets together and tries to book their shows. And the ICAST is who uh, manages air show pilots and allows us to uh, fly in front of crowds. You said something really interesting there. And I think if I let it slide by, the audience misses this point. It's the amount of time, the amount of practice, the amount of commitment that you put into this. I think people think I can go out, take a couple of aerobatic flights, and I'm going to be the next Sean Tucker. You ran through, what, several years of pretty much every day flying airplanes, and not just flying airplanes like you're in an airliner, but flying real airplanes, stick and rudder. Am I missing that? Or it's not hard per se, right? But you got to focus and put energy into it. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. If through you probably 10 years of flying and uh, that's over 4,000 hours of getting in the airplane and, you know, instructing people and learning and spending a lot of time on the ground preparing and kind of visualizing what I'm going to do before I go up. So yeah, you're right. I had quite a bit. <laughs> Especially with, with what you're doing currently with the Sky Combat Ace and, and, and those those thrill rides. But an aerobatic flight is not you know, and I'm not putting down airline pilots I used to be when I'm not putting down corporate jet guys. I am one. But those flights are totally different. You get in the airplane, you do a lot of work, you take off, you put the autopilot on, you don't do anything. So I think what people don't understand, and it's good to have somebody like you kind of explain this, an aerobatic flight might be 20 minutes of high intensity, high energy, feet and hands on the controls nonstop. Yeah, and most of these airplanes are set up unstable on purpose so that they're meant to do exactly what the pilot tells them to do it. So uh, it's extremely precise machines, but uh, you're flying it the entire time from when you turn the engine on to when you shut the engine off. So you're exactly right in that area. And that's what it is, right? So we now say, look, I'm going to start the process. I'm going to become an airline pilot. And that's the easy part, right? You or I could sit there and say that all day long. You mentioned a number, 10 years, 4,000 hours of flight time. You know, these numbers come up over and over and over again. So somebody looking to do anything, anything worthwhile doing, I don't care if it's just aviation, because a lot of people listening to this show right now, they may not be pilots, but I guarantee you, everybody listening right now has that dream, has that passion, has that something that they want to do, and then a lot of excuses follow. I'm trying real hard. I had things in my way. So, you know, that's step one, right? Exactly where you started. You found somebody to mentor you. You get out there and you do the work every single day. What am I missing? And this is one of the reasons I wanted to become an air show pilot is to help encourage people that aviation is attainable. You know, it is for the regular guy. Everybody has this misconception that it's so ridiculously expensive and things like that. And I ask people, I'm like, well, I mean, life's expensive. You know, some people drive $60,000 trucks, right? Well, that's an old 172 airplane that you can have in a hangar and go fly on the weekends. You know, some people like having snowmobiles or, you know, side-by-sides or four-wheelers. You know, it's a hobby, right? So you can choose to invest that money in something different. I wouldn't necessarily say it's cheap, but it is attainable if you prioritize in the correct way and make it a goal of yours. So I think it starts with introduction to aviation, you know, coming to an air show or stopping by your local airport, getting a discovery flight with a flight school. And that's really the first step in uh, your journey is getting in the airplane with an instructor and going for a short flight and, you know, learning 
what it is and realizing how much you love it. And from there, you know, it's really hard to say no to aviation once you've had a good experience. Right on, man. Right on. We're coming up to the first break, and you said it, right? Step one is do. Step one, start. Make a decision and start. We will be right back after these messages. But, you know, this is my opportunity. I want you to stay tuned. You may not be an aviation nut, but I want you to stay tuned because this is my opportunity to bring a perspective and a lesson to you each and every week. Pilot or non-pilot. And it took me a while this week to come up with my unique message. Sure, each week we talk about aviation, but as you know, this is more than aviation. This show is more than your addiction level in aviation. My real goal is to be a value to anyone who listens. So in this segment, my takeaway is pretty simple. Copy the people doing the things that you want to be doing in your life. We'll be right back. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. In the unlikely event, this is a very suspect phrase. Especially coming as it does from an industry that is willing to lie about arrival and departure times. In the unlikely event of a sudden change in cabin pressure, roof flies off. An oxygen mask will drop down in front of you, place the mask over your face and breathe normally. Well, I have no problem with that. I always breathe normally when I'm in a 600-mile-an-hour uncontrolled vertical dive. I also dish normally. Right in my pants! They tell you to adjust your oxygen mask before helping your child with his. I did not need to be told that. In fact, I'm probably going to be too busy screaming to help him at all. This will be a good time for him to learn self-reliance. I want an empty mind. Walk down this lonely soul. I take these footsteps. Go higher. Go higher. Black Belt Aviator is focused on single pilot operations and high performance twin engine, turboprop, and jet aircraft. We work with both high time and low time pilots when you're ready to take your flying up a notch. When you've moved past the flight instructor and now want to fly higher performance aircraft, fly in real world conditions, fly safer, and achieve an elite level of performance you need black belt aviator you've mastered the basics of the art of flying but now you're ready for a higher standard and more advanced training coaching and critique black belt aviator 888-366-5256 let's see if you qualify because quite frankly not everyone will david costa renegade aviator for the black belt aviator see ya
the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator with Scott McDonald. Scott, brand new on the air show circuit. Scott, a guy that's not new to aviation, highly experienced in aerobatics, flies aerobatics every single day, probably more than uh, 90% of the air show pilots on the uh, circuit today. In the last segment, we started to talk about getting started and like anything, you mentioned ICAST, you mentioned uh, the International Council of Air Shows. There's a bar that has to be met before you can show up and demonstrate the capabilities of you and your aircraft in front of the crowd. we got a pretty decent amount of time. Take us through that process, if you would. Yeah, so, you know, once you're a pilot, once you're already trained in aerobatics, unusual attitudes, uh, that kind of thing, you can start to approach the process of reaching out and, you know, you want to find a really good aerobatic mentor, somebody that can help train you in the correct way. And then it ends up in ICAST's hands, which is, like I said, the International Council of Air Shows. And um, they have what's called the ACE manual. Any person that you see in a formal air show flying in front of a, a crowd has a statement of aerobatic competency, okay, a SAT card. And that is issued to qualified pilot to fly, you know, certain types of maneuvers at a certain altitude, a minimum altitude, in front of a show. ICAST is completely built on safety, Okay, safety of the pilot, safety of the crowd, safety of the environment that an air show takes place. And ICAST helps both sides. They help the pilots, and they also help the organizers of the air shows. It's all built around safety, so the first thing that you're really going to do is you're going to reach out to an ACE, Aerobatic Competency Evaluator. This is a guy that's been in air shows for, I think it's over uh, 10 years. They're surface level, which means they're... They can do essentially anything they wish with their airplane to one foot above that ground. And uh, they're really experienced professionals that are extremely excellent in their field. And they can be, you know, mentors and uh, evaluators for us up-and-coming guys. Okay? There's a certain number of maneuvers you need to perform based on what type of airplane you're going to fly. So there's three categories, low-performance medium performance, and high performance. I'm in the Super Decathlon. It has inverted fuel and oil, so I'm considered medium performance because I can sustain inverted flight and I can do you know, pretty aggressive maneuvering. That category has a certain amount of maneuvers that you kind of have to perform, and they give you guidelines on what you need to be able to perform that in. And then once you get those, uh, you feel like you're ready, there's also a ground and a oral portion of the uh, exam and then a flight exam, just like any uh, check ride. So when you contact an ACE, and ICAST helps with this process, you actually need two of them now. So you go through the process twice. First, you go with a recommendation pilot, and uh, this is who helps you and kind of guides you on the path. Make sure you're in the right direction so that you're set up to pass this. You know, they don't want to take somebody who's not quite ready and put them through the process and the time and the money if they're not going to be a safe and competent pilot. So that's how it starts. My recommendation ride was with uh, Dale uh, Snort Snotgrass, and uh, amazing guy. I'm not going to get into it too much, but the uh, highest uh, F-14 Tomcat pilot in the world. Excellent pilot and uh, great air show guy. He was the one that uh, went uh, flying with me 
and uh, went through the specific routine. And for first-time applicants, you're restricted to the routine that you fly for the two evaluators. You're restricted to that on the air show circuit for the first year. So I've built a routine, and uh, I think it really showcases what the, the decathlon can do. And that's how I got started, and that's what I went uh, the process through. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Snort is a call sign. So, uh, yeah, he was a well-known guy out there. And you're flying a Super Decathlon, so an interesting aircraft. And we we have about a minute left in this segment. For those of you that may not know what a Super Decathlon is, you can probably go rent one of these at an airport nearby. So, Scott, you'll give it more credit than I can. You're going to really showcase the performance of the aircraft and do things that the average aerobatic student wouldn't be doing. Yeah, correct. So it's kind of a mix of uh, all things. You know, we do spins, we do loops, we do avalanche with a snap roll on the top. And then I showcase some of the uh, more aggressive maneuvers, you know, on inside, outside, cube and eight, you know, so pushing negative four Gs to get over the top. You know, I really want to demonstrate that although a lot of people see the decathlon as uh, an entry-level aerobatic airplane, it's quite capable of uh, some of the uh, more aggressive maneuvering. Right on. Scott, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. Don't forget to call my office, 888-366-5256. You call my office, you're going to get a free sticker. So leave an address. I can't send them over the phone. Leave an address, 888-366-5256. We'll send you a sticker. We will be right back. All right, Dave Costa jumping in here. Copy the people doing the things you want to be doing. That was my message out of the first segment. Or actually, that was Scott's message out of the first segment. So what about this second segment? Here's a simple one for you. Do what you love every single day. Do what you love every single day. And I'm going to add something. Be prepared to be picked apart, criticized and critiqued. You know, this week I hit a bit of a roadblock and I couldn't figure out why. The show was basically done for days before I completed my work with Morrow, my engineer, and uh, I just wanted to check the box done, right? Show complete. And all the same elements of the show were here, achieving goals based upon knowing what it is you want to do, working hard, getting critique, refusing to quit. These come up over and over and over again, but there's a different feel to me this week. And it hit me what it was as I reached the show submission deadline. So stay tuned after the breaks and stay tuned till the end of the show because I'm going to wrap all this up. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, 888 Five, six. Something else we have in common, flying on the airlines and listening to the airlines announcements and trying to pretend to ourselves that the language they're using is really English. Doesn't seem like it to me. Whole thing starts when you get to the gate. First announcement. We would like to begin the boarding process. Extra word, process. Not necessary. Boarding is enough. We'd like to begin the boarding. Simple, tells the story. People add extra words when they want things to sound more important than they really are. Boarding process sounds important. It isn't. It's just a bunch of people getting on an airplane. People like to sound important. Weathermen on television talk about shower activity. Sounds more important than showers. I even heard one guy on CNN talk about a rain event. 
swear to God. He said, Louisiana's expecting a rain event. I thought, holy shit, I hope I can get tickets to that. Ten thousand hours. That's what it takes to achieve that next level of performance. Let me introduce you to Black Belt Aviator. Black Belt Aviator is focused on single pilot operations and high performance twin engine, turboprop, and jet aircraft. The selection criteria is the right attitude, not the right number of hours. 888-366-5256. Let's see if you qualify. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. See ya. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away If you can use some exotic booze There's a bar in far Bombay Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away Come Okay, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, segment three of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show. I'm losing count. One hour show goes quick. We have Scott McDonald with me today. Scott is a brand new air show pilot, but not a brand new aerobatic pilot. So tons and tons of aerobatic experience. The question I have for you, Scott, we see a lot of lack of stick and rudder skills today in the cockpits of airplanes. You see them more than I do, I guess, when you take a guy or a gal who may already be a pilot and can't seem to use a rudder or use their flight controls properly. What are your recommendations to anybody in aviation as far as aerobatic training? It's a great question because as private pilots or you know commercial pilots, we're required to perform these specific maneuvers, stalls or you know uh, recoveries from stalls. But you know when I do flight reviews every two years for pilots and or you know just get them into this cockpit of some basic training. I see a varied amount of people that are, you know, interested in aerobatics or interested in uh, unusual attitude recovery. And what we need to focus on there, you know, I start out on stalls, deep stalls, skidding stalls, slipping stalls, and I teach the fundamentals of how the airplane is going to react on the edges of the flight envelope, which, you know, leads into spin training, unusual nose high, unusual nose low attitudes. And it's incredible when you start attacking these areas that people are usually trying to avoid when they're flying their airplanes. Yeah, everybody performs stalls on their check ride, but then most of the guys will never go and practice one again. So they're not comfortable in that area of flying. And that's what we try and break down in these unusual attitudes. And it progresses into basic aerobatics. And, uh, you know, some people get a hold of it and uh, go up to the advanced level. But uh, it's very important to have confidence in the corners of the flight envelope that you're not really used to flying in, because once you've expanded into those areas, you're much more comfortable and have much better situational awareness and, uh, you know, your normal flight attitudes. Right on. It is key with that. And so even the average person, right, somebody who's never even flown an airplane, I often encourage them to, that if they want to fly an airplane, go out and do 
go out and see somebody like you or see somebody with the company you work for, Sky Combat Ace, and go take a thrill flight and simply have fun with the airplane. I think we as pilots of a lot of pilots, at least the ones I fly with, have lost the concept of fun with those flight controls. They can come out and see you, right? Is there a way that they can get a contact and uh, take a really cool flight pilot or otherwise? Yeah, absolutely. We're Sky Combat Ace. Uh, we're located at uh, Henderson, Las Vegas, just south of Las Vegas Strip. We're also in uh, Tahoe Minden Airport up near Lake Tahoe and uh, Gillespie Field down in San Diego. So we've got three locations. So you can check out our website, skycombatace.com. You know, we offer introductory rides in uh, my super decathlon. We can go up and show you what I do. We'll get you on the controls, teach you to fly a few maneuvers. We've got all sorts of packages. And, you know, some people are, you know, hesitant. Best thing I can describe it to is the smooth, fast roller coaster, but uh, you get to control the intensity. So, uh, you know, we can go up, uh, see the mountains, do some rolls, do a loop, you know, kind of whatever you want. We also operate the Extra 330, which is a super high-performance, two-seat aerobatic airplane, uh, carbon fiber, no prohibited maneuvers. So we can tail slide and tumble just like you see in the air shows. So right uh, check that out. It's an excellent uh, spot to, to have some fun on an airplane. Right on. SkyCombatAce.com. We'll be right back after these messages with our guest, Scott McDonald. We'll be right back. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. You know, Scott was talking about aviation and aerobatics and upset recovery training, but no matter what your skill, no matter what you're trying to achieve, if you can attack the areas that other people are trying to avoid and be good at them, and if you have the confidence to react, respond, and deal with life on the edges, the corners, you're going to be successful. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. We will be right back. Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. Hey, it's Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator. I got a secret for you. Real pilots do it with twins. <laughs> well, I got two opportunities for you. Opportunity number one, Yak-52, a unique way to get involved in aircraft. So the Yak-52 shared use program where you can change your attitude. You can fly upside down, sideways, any old way you want to fly. If you're a real pilot, you're going to want to do it with twins. And here's how you do that. We have got a twin engine aircraft that is part of our shared utilization program. Your chance to do it with a twin. Find out more. 888-366-5256. If you want to fly, there is no excuse. Get to the airport. But first, call 888-366-5256. See ya.
is the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. Okay, we're back out of the break. Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator with Scott McDonald, talking about air shows, talking about becoming an air show pilot. We're just talking about how to fly aerobatics and why you should even consider it. Even if you're not a pilot, you can go to Sky Combat Ace. You can contact me directly and I'll hook you up. 888-366-5256. That's the easiest way for you to get a hold of any of our resources. We're here to help you in your quest in aviation for sure, but we're really here for you to help follow a dream, follow a passion, and overcome obstacles. And that's kind of the next point I really want to talk to you about, Scott, is in anything, there's people that say you shouldn't be doing it, you can't do it, there's challenges, there's setbacks, there's obstacles we need to get around. And really, that's what separates the people that do something and the people that talk about something forever. I'm sure that through this journey, right? I mean, here you are starting out. And for those of you that don't know Scott, he's a humble guy. The guy flies like an animal. The guy's a great pilot. I've watched him fly, but you're real humble about this, you know, and, and you wouldn't know walking up on the street that he's a hair on fire aerobatic guy, but you can hear in Scott's voice, there's maturity, there's safety as a mindset, but I'm sure, Scott, that people in the air show community didn't just open up doors and hand you laurels and say, congratulations, you had to go through some obstacles. Could you explain some of them, maybe? Yeah, I think that one of the best resources in the industry for people, you know, interested in this type of flying or training is the International Aerobatic Club. IAC is a, an organization that tailors people, gives advice, has a great magazine, great website that allows aviators to get in contact with aerobatic flight schools. So if you are looking for training, the IAC website has a directory for flight schools that allow people to learn aerobatics. And I'm actually a vice president of the Las Vegas chapter, along with uh, Tommy Sewell, who's our president. But that's a great resource for people trying to get into this category. So kind of backing up to your original question, some of the challenges I ran into, it's not easy. You know, just like anything that's worth doing, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. You know, I'm lucky to have a supportive wife, my wife Shannon, and uh, she's always been supportive in allowing me to pursue my passion as a pilot and, um, you know, get into this uh, aerobatic category and uh, continue to, to push forward with that. So I'm very grateful for that. But, you know, IEC is a great place to start because they have excellent resources. And, you know, with aerobatics, just like anything you're going to go do, you know, you'll learn a stall on the ground and then you go practice stalls in the air. Aerobatics is very much the same way. You want to be able to visualize the maneuvers you're going to practice on the ground first before you get in the airplane and start burning gas while you're doing it. So, you know, good preparation for this stuff and having a good instructor that can walk you through the process is number one in my book to, uh, you know, learn this stuff safely and correctly. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's funny you mentioned IAC, and that's great advice, by the way. I started out with the IAC years ago where a relatively unknown guy at the time, Mike Goulian, would fly at the same contest I was at. And now you look at where I am today, but look at where Mike ended up. So we all started at the same place, but the speed at which you progress could be radically different. And that's not a problem, right? Getting involved with people that are doing exactly what it is you want to do. Great, great resource with the IAC. I, I couldn't agree more. As you were coming in, anything people think is cool, you find 
some people that appear, at least initially, to want to keep you out or at least want to slow down your progress. And sometimes I think as a newbie in anything, I don't care if it's golf, what you perceive is not reality. Sometimes that pushback is really giving you that opportunity, not telling you no. But I see so many people quit because somebody looked askew at them or put up a little bit of a roadblock, maybe to see how well they would dance, how serious they were about that. Have you run into anything like that? I know I have. Yeah, there's been barriers that I've had to overcome, especially when you get into the upper levels of competition, flying with the IAC or, you know, getting into the initial stages of uh, air shell flying. It's very hard to prove to someone your accolades or the time you've invested, you know. Even though we're an extremely connected society, people don't just know everybody. Although aviation is a pretty tight-knit community, I've found that, you know, once you get in, aviation is an extremely welcoming and uh, it's a great group to be a part of. You know, initially when I was looking to get my statement of aerobatic competency, it was a tough road. I ran into barriers saying, well, you're not ready. You know, maybe in a couple of years after you do some training, you can address that. Well, like you said, when I started surrounding myself with the people that have done it and the people that I aspire to be like, that's when I started to realize, well, here's the checklist. The ACE manual tells you what you need to perform. So now I can start evaluating myself in a way and making sure that I'm prepared for this check ride. And that really allowed me to use a couple of influential people and to kind of get the process right. The big thing is you can't give up on your dreams, right? If you have something that you're set on doing, then find the information you need, pursue it, make small goals and long-term goals. That way you can actually achieve those. And take responsibility. I couldn't agree more. You hit it right on the head at the end there, right? Taking responsibility for your own success, your own successes, your own challenges, but overcoming them. Scott, I'm looking forward to seeing a real long career of you out there flying at the air shows. I'm really thrilled when I got that notice that you were up and running and um, couldn't be happier for you, bud. So uh, I really appreciate you coming on board today. Appreciate you having me. It's great. We want to get as many people into aviation as possible. You know, that's one of the reasons I want to start flying shows. That way we can share how much we love aviation with, uh, you know, the rest of the world. Right on, man. Scott McDonald, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. United 11. Go ahead. Yeah, you're talking to Clarence yet? We're getting it now. Okay. Is your name Clarence? Because then I can say call Clarence, Clarence. Close. I like it. So do I. Roger, roger. Over, over. Back there, Victor. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the renegade aviator. I got a secret for you. Did you know that real pilots do it with twins? 
I know what you guys are all thinking. I got it. If you want to fly a twin-engine aircraft, I've got an opportunity for you. You need to call me, though, 888-366-5256. Find out how real pilots do it with twins. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. So beast your eyes on the big blue sky And hey, bye-bye from a long-back Cadillac Hey, bye-bye's got a bull-hose And hey, bye-bye from a long-back Cadillac Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message david costa renegade aviator wrapping up segment five with my interview this week scott mcdonald brand new air show pilot and this was an opportunity to talk to the new guy in the air show family but what was nagging me in the back of my mind as i tried to put this show together was my own failure <gasps> Failure. The renegade aviator fails. Oh, no. I feel like such a snowflake. <laughs> Here's my point to all this. I'm a guy rapidly seeing his 50s come to a conclusion. Scott's a guy that, let's just say, I have two to three decades on him. A young guy with decades of time ahead. Time to live the dream that he set for himself years ago although it took him 10 years of hard work to get there, right? No secrets, but boo-hoo, poor me. I'm starting to think about how much longer I have left. Why didn't I get to where I am sooner? Others have done more than me in less time. Time. How much time we have left and what are we doing with the time we're giving? That's what was sticking with me. Each of us has a life to live. Each of us has a unique set of life pathways that demand our attention and makes us make decisions or not decide. And those decisions are based on things too numerous for me to mention on this short time I have left here. But don't you dare look at someone else's age, young or old, and use that as an excuse to quit or an excuse to allow yourself to coast. Man, I hope this makes sense. Let me try this one more way. Would you continue to pursue your biggest, craziest dream, no matter how long it took, if you knew you could achieve it just one day in your life? If the answer is yes, then you're on the right track with your stupid, crazy dreams, like my stupid, crazy dreams. Young or old is no excuse. There will always be someone younger doing it better than you, someone younger than you who quit and wasted their life. There will always be someone older than you doing great new achievements. There will always be someone older than you who's screaming at you, I wish I did things differently. So what? The journey in life cares very little about what number is on your birthday cake. The renegade aviator says, so what? Who cares? Don't compare yourself to someone else, to someone else's timeline. Compare yourself to who you are today versus who you were yesterday. Am I better today than I was yesterday? Am I closer to my goals, my dreams, my passions today than I was yesterday? Be better, be closer more than 50% of the time and you will have a life well lived. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. I got a mind full of inspiration and I ain't living in the past no more. So peace to us